Microphone test, one, two, three, one, two, three. Rad. 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 Yes, folks, welcome back to Rad, episode two. This is Jesse Drackman on the mic, welcoming you back for our second action-packed episode of pure, unadulterated radness. Rad is not a dirty word, nor is it an old word. It's a word that is rad. Enough said, right? So, welcome back to our show. Thank you so much to each and every single one of you that tuned in to the inaugural episode. We had an absolute rad time bringing that one to you. And uh, you're going to hear us throw the word rad around a lot. Why? Because we love that freaking word, man. It's just rad, okay? Um, So what's the basis of rad? It's just a fun show between two creative minds, Jake Reedy and myself, where we discuss everything we love and we have a lot in common that we love right we love comic books we love writing we love horror movies we love movies tv you name it we talk about it right and it's rad fun and if it isn't well why are you still listening tune out go listen to something fun like celine dion or whatever it is you're into okay so this episode we uh discuss Of course, our comic books that we've been reading this week. Uh, A bit of a recap of the week that was for us in certain ways. We talk about the madness of TP, toilet paper. Yeah, you know that thing, right? We don't get political. We just discuss and have a bit of a laugh about the uh, observations of the world we're in and the TP crisis. It's weird, right? It ain't rad, it's just freaking weird. And we also discuss a mutual love of Daredevil, the movie, the comics, the character. Uh, We also discuss two movies this week, uh, Eddie and the Cruisers and its sequel, Eddie Lives, Eddie and the Cruisers Part 2. Both movies we consider pure rock and roll radness. We get a little sentimental about it because, you know, it's a movie that's near and dear to our childhoods. Uh, thanks to our beloved parents. Uh, thanks, Mom, for uh, indulging me with this amazing film, amazing pair of films, and the soundtracks that come with both films are just extraordinary. And you'll understand why when we talk about it in the show. It's a bit of an epic one. It's a bit of a rad one. So hope you can stick around. Uh, go that little extra fervor for us if you could. And hit the like button. Give it a rating on Spotify. Uh, Give it a rating on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, whatever platform you listen to your podcast on. We're here on the Anchor Network, so uh, be sure to subscribe. It helps us just go that little bit further up the food chain of, you know, people who are looking for something new and refreshing and fun to listen to. Uh, We always appreciate the feedback, so... You know, drop us a line. We're we're all ears. Uh, We're pretty easy to find. So, uh, yeah, man. Uh, Without further ado, uh, let's get into it. Uh, Jake and Jesse, over to you. Keep it rad and enjoy rad episode two.
And how? What's going on, dude? <laughs> Not a lot, man. How are you doing? You good? Yeah, 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 man. I am. I am good. I am uh, sequestered in my little air conditioned palace, and it's all good. Same here, man. Great minds think alike. Oh man, it's Brisbane in summer? Are you kidding me? Like air conditioned. I know, right? Cool. It's like yeah, yeah, it's like it's a prerequisite, man. It's a necessity. Yeah. It's like food, water, aircon. Pretty much, I, I agree. Some people take it to the next extreme, but and um, toilet paper is the new obsession of late. I uh, yeah, the, the the great toilet paper wars of the last three years. I have never ever understood. <laughs> I don't get yeah, it. Yeah, I I mean, look, I, I won't get too deep into this whole way of the weird world. As we are, we all, we all know what's going on, but the toilet paper thing, that just, man, that just astounds me, dude. Like, I mean, I'll, I'll go you one better. I was literally in, um, I was in Woolies. Uh, this yeah. was last, last year, right? Yeah. I'm in Woolies and I'm getting some of those little microwave rice cups. Cause like I'll do stir fry and I'll just like, yeah. you know, zap up a couple of those, throw them in there, yeah. you know, make, make it go a bit further. Yeah. And, um, this dude looks at me and he goes, that's not going to do you any good when the power goes out and the shit goes down. <laughs> and, bro, I, like, I looked at him and I'm like, what the fuck? Like, and I think I literally said, like, I just, I couldn't stop my mouth in time. I was like, yeah, does the virus, can the virus, like, take out the power grid now? Is it, like, has it evolved? Is it fine? <laughs> like, and he just looks at me like, huh? And I'm, I'm just like, oh my fucking god, these people! I just can't. <laughs> yeah, they're they're um they're a strange breed out there, and you know, the, Dude, the this shit's of, something else, man. It's just like I, yeah, I I don't even want to try and put my finger on it. I I couldn't I couldn't even begin to try. I I just think the the toilet paper thing is just I don't. It, it's like you almost feel guilty if you go purchase a pack of toilet paper for I know right like, like the right reasons if, if you, yeah it's like you you're, you're like doing your weekly shop and you're like yeah. oh it's it's been a few weeks I'm a little I'm a little light on bog roll yeah. I better grab yeah. some and it's like yeah you, you you sort of like want to walk to the checkout and go I'm not one of them yeah I exactly. promise you I'm, I'm not one of them I literally need this I have like, run out like, yeah and you're trying to sort of backpedal and go look look I'm not I'm not that person Believe me, and they're sure you know, sure you know. They just give you yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. You just you, you just get this like you know. The, I mean, you know, the poor the poor checkout people have just got the thousand yard stare going. Oh, and they're man. just like yeah, they're just dead inside. They're just like they're just like kill. Care. They've got this sign on their name tag that says "Kill me now." Yeah, 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 yeah. They're like that that poor chick that was like stuck to the wall in Aliens. Like, yes. <laughs> oh my god, dude, are we like two peas in a pod? Because I was thinking <laughs> the exact same thing. Or two peas on a pod. Two peas <laughs> on a pod. Yes. Oh, I like yeah. what you did there. Uh, yeah, I, no, I've, I've been working on that all week. <laughs> I, 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 I can imagine. I can imagine. And how has your week been, man? Has it been pretty rad? Besides, yeah, it's, it's you know, been, it's been pretty good. I, yeah. um, I caught up on some comics. I caught up on some movies. Um, I love it. Let's talk about this. What, what comics are you reading? Ah, now what have I read? Um, 
I read the last issue of Moonshine today, which is um, nice. Brian Brian Azzarello and Eduardo Rizzo from A Hundred Bullets. It's their yeah. uh, their um, Prohibition era set werewolf story, and it was really oh, good. Like, um, didn't didn't really go. Th- it's been a weird series because I'm sort of like this okay. is going somewhere, but I'm not sure where, and I just mm-hmm. kind of kept you guessing and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, really, really good. Um, oh, man, what else have I read? I read the first two issues of the new Evil Ernie series oh. uh, from Dynamite. Yes. And, dude, it was fucking rad. It was so cool. Um, uh, yeah, I read, I've read number one. I've got number one. I've got the uh, – is it Sidem? Is that how you pronounce his last name? Oh, the yeah, the, the Marvel cover? Zombies dude. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, yeah, um, I got that cover, but I haven't read number two yet. Fuck yeah, me, no, it's good. It's, it's good. I got, I think I got the Brett Booth cover for number one with nice. the motorbike, um, nice. which was fucking cool as shit. Yeah, um, but yeah, man, I, I, I really dug it. What did you think, man? I, I was, I had a very open mind going into it, but I love what they did with the story. Great. Yeah, well, it gets even better with number two. Um, cool. Like it, it. I was really... a little dubious. Well, yeah, because I really wasn't that big on the last Evil Ernie series they right. did. Because um, yeah. I really love the originals. Like, oh, I, the Chaos I read... Comics series is so yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I had a friend, uh, my friend Ian um, got me into them back when they mm-hmm. were coming out because he had, he had the first couple of trades. Mm-hmm. And um, I read them in the 90s and, dude, that was just mind-blowingly, like, so fucking awesome and just... yeah. So metal and just mm-hmm. fun, and um, uh, yeah, B, I think B got me uh, dug up some copies of the first three trades oh, years wow. ago for my birthday, and I was like, "Holy fuck!" Yeah, and um, and one of the one of the uh, uh oh man, the old uh, who was it? it? Was Mac Collectibles did the Evil Ernie and Lady Death figures like way back yes. in the day. Yeah, yes. um, scored me a couple of those as well. So it's very, very I have, cool. I have myself an evil Ernie action figure. Yeah, it's in rad. the box it's, and it's... all. It's so <laughs> rad. Oh man, like, like, fuck! Why is there not been an evil Ernie movie? Is what I want to know. Look, like, I, you know, they did the Lady Death animated movie. It's like, come on, give us evil Ernie. Yeah, I don't, see, I was just, I just wasn't that thrilled with that. I was like, okay, it's cool, but like I just I wanna yeah. see Ernie. Like I, I wanna see Ernie running around trying to make Megadeth happen. Like, come on. Yeah. Like, I'm 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 a, I'm a little <laughs> bit like I'm loving I'm loving the resurgence of all the old Chaos comic characters and I hope Cremator comes back as well. Um I don't know if you ever read yeah, Cremator. I, I but do remember Cremator, yeah. I loved Cremator. But Evil Ernie, you know, I, I'm I'm with you. The the attempts they tried to bring him back with were yeah subpar, but um, this new series that issue one, um, the bartender chick in the in the episode kind of threw me a little curveball. I could see what she was and that, but I don't know that that seat the sequence is kind of cool, kind of okay. I think I've seen this before, but yeah, okay, I'll stick with it. But the overall the comic. Very cool. I love the character. I love Eddie. I, Very cool. I really, <clears throat> I really love what they're doing with it. Like by the time you get to issue two, it's like mm. it's really 
uh, it's really obvious what's happening with it. And you're like, okay, this is cool. And I haven't seen this done before. Cause it's like, yeah. rather than just like, you know, doing a new iteration, uh, uh, iteration of um, evil Ernie and, you know, redoing the origin and that it feels like they're actually kind of keeping some stuff in canon, but like, that's cool. Giving us a reason why it's this new kid. Yeah. And I kind of, yeah. I kind of love that. Like the new kids kind of like a, a full on, like, you know, goody, goody sort of Christian. Yeah. That's like right down to that. By, that, by that one, yeah. And that wonderful sequence where he's riding his little scooter and just getting <laughs> boom by the bikey gang is like, yeah. yeah. It's like, yeah, well, it's, that, all, that, it's all set that up. sort of really, pays off in issue two as well like yeah cool. oh, yeah yeah we'll talk about it once you're ready it's fucking cool i'm, I'm digging it oh I and can't wait. um uh silver coin man like yeah fuck, that's a good series like it's all right yeah dude it's really good it's really it kind of harkens back to like the old ec stuff like tales yeah. from the crypt and that sort of shit oh. but um so the the, the sort of general uh, crux of the whole um, concept is that like there is this silver coin and everyone that comes into possession of it like some fucking crazy shit happens um, and you know you, you get issues that are um, oh, like the two I read last night like one's this kid that's like getting bullied and he's like obsessed with his video game yeah. so like you know pumps finds the coin pumps it into the video game and just starts winning the video game like non-stop like it's set i think it's set in the 90s like an arcade um and he just keeps winning non-stop and non-stop and non-stop and starts to go insane and you know winds up killing a few people in real life um and then there's another one that's about a gambler that like you know gets a hold of this coin and just gets on a really hot winning streak but winds up in this casino that's actually run by like this old dude who could be like an old Mayan God or something like that, that winds up sacrificing him. Oh, wow. Um, there's nice. another, another issue that's like set at a, like a, it's like a Friday the 13th type thing that's set like at a camp and this kid goes insane. Um, you do find out the origin of like the coin and why it is what it is and all that. But mm. dude, it's just, it's a really like every issue is just a one and done story. Cool. It's really, really fun. Really, that kind of twisted morality play that Tales from the Crypt used to do. It's yeah, very, very cool, man. Like very underrated series. You got me excited, man. I'm, I'm keen to check this out. Yeah, dude. Good. I think the first fun. trade. I think the first trade's out. Um, it's, yeah, it's an image. Cool. It's an image book. So I think like the oh, first, image. the first five are out in trade. And nice. Um, yeah, it, I think it did so well. They've just made it an ongoing. So yeah, that's and, cool. Um, yeah, different different writers and artists. Um, yeah, each each issue. So it's it's really fun, man. Like I said, it just oh, cool. it really reminds me of the old Tales from the Crypt TV series. It's like every issue is like a new team. Uh, every episode's like you know issue. Yeah, new team. You know, new director, new actors, new writer, new artist, different story. Like yeah, just really oh, that's exciting. Really fun, man. Like yeah. it's cool. That's cool, man. I I um I, I went down a little DC rabbit hole of sorts, and um I've been engrossed in the wonderful world of Task Force Z. You check that out How yet? Fucking cool is that, man? I'm man, loving. Man, it. it is awesome. I was like, I, oh, dude, I love Redwood. Like, I'm, I'm a Redwood's I'm a, great. I'm a, 
I'm a big Jason Todd fan. Like, you know, yeah. he he, uh, he got a bad rap as Robin. but He really uh, did, didn't he's... he? Well, yeah, man. But ever since he's come back as Red Hood, it's just like, he's yeah, badass, I, I'm man. just really digging that character. Like, yeah. he's just, he's loads of fun. Like, you know. He's, um, he's, he really walks that fine line of good and evil, you know, and um, he's just such a dark horse character, very underrated. Well, I love that he's kind of the black sheep of the Bat yeah, family. Like, yeah. I love that, like, you know, he, he's he's trying to live up to, like, the ideals of, you know, Batman and Nightwing mm-hmm. and stuff like that. But, you know, he's he's got a bit of a temper. He's got a few issues. He always falls a little bit short. But, yeah, um, yeah I just, I love that character. And just the whole, the whole zombie aspect with... It's um, so cool. I mean, like, if... Yeah. if 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 anyone if, if anyone's not read Task Force Z, I, I I just love the idea of Jason Todd, Red Hood, uh, leader of a group of yeah these this cast of friggin' uh, Bane and Man Bat and all these characters back from the dead, like a almost Suicide Squad yeah. team to to take out to do secret covert missions. And I won't spoil who the who the yes. the, the ringleader is. <laughs> Dude, I did when not I that, see that I, coming. Oh man, I clapped. I actually physically clapped when I yeah. read that page. Yeah, I was like, especially wow. given Jason's history with that yeah, character, dude. it's just oh, like, oh, that's God. a that's a good twist. Like, yeah, it was great, and 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 I, I I just really like where the story is going. It's it's really cool, and um. The artwork's great. The writing is wonderful. It's just a really good, fun series to read, man. Yeah. I really dig it. Yeah, no, man. It's it's been good. And um, uh, uh, Devil's Reign from Marvel. Fuck, man. That's, it's good. That's shaping up to be pretty rad. <laughs> like, oh, you man, know, you I got. Was, I was tempted to read it. Well, it's it's good, man. It's it, it sort of helps if you've read if you've been reading Daredevil because, like, uh-huh. you know, King, the kingpin, like Wilson Fisk, has basically become uh-huh. the mayor of New York. Yes, and um, you know, Daredevil kind of pushed him a little bit too far in uh, the opening of Devil's Reign, and he's just fucking cracked it and just gone yeah. like right. Any superheroes or vigilantes operating in New York are now illegal. Fuck you all. And like, you know, he's got like, you know, a whole host of like bad guys that he's like formed a new Thunderbolts team and oh, using man. That's, forces. And that's exciting. Yeah. Like, you know, sp- like the fantastic, he's arrested like half the mm. fantastic four, the rest mm-hmm. of them have gone on the run. Like, yep. you know, Tony Stark's like the only way we can beat him is like me running for mayor. And everyone's just like, well, dude, you're a rich white dude. No one's going to vote for you. Luke Cage is like, Hey, I'll run for mayor. And everyone's like, yeah, you should do it. It's, you know, Spidey gets the shit beaten out of him in a fight with like Taskmaster and Whiplash. It's, it's like Civil War, but like yeah. more the street level heroes, and it's really fucking good, man. Like I'm, I'm digging it. I dig it. that. Yeah, that's cool, man. I'm, I'm really keen on that one. Um, on the, on the flip side, on the DC side of the spectrum, I've, I've been engrossed in the world of um, uh, Dark Knights of Steel. Oh yeah, man! I've only read the first few of it. It's really Same. good. Tom yeah. Taylor has hit one out of the ballpark, man. I'm a 
I'm a Taylor fan, man. He's a he's a guy that can do no wrong as a writer, and uh, yeah, this well, series it, is awesome. Yeah, dude, it's it's been really good. I'm I'm yeah. really keen to see where that goes. Um, DC yeah. versus Vampires has been another oh. good one that I've, I've been digging. Yes, um, because yes. that's got a lot of stuff where you're just like, whoa, where the fuck is this going? Yeah, I'm I'm really excited to see where that one goes because um, it's. I was a bit dubious at first. I was like, oh, man, DC, are you guys scraping the barrel for ideas for stories? But no, man. Well, oh, dude, I was the same, hey, because I was like, oh, is this like like you're just follow, trying to follow on and, you know, recapture the success of Deceased yeah. or Marvel Zombies, that sort of yeah. thing? Like yeah. are you just kind of doing like, are we going to have like DC versus Werewolves next year? Not That'd that be I cool. would be opposed to that. I wouldn't <laughs> like, be opposed I, to it. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm going to show up for it. Hell but yeah. it's been really good, man. Like I, I was like pleasantly surprised with it. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it, <laughs> and uh, the artwork's good. The, 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 the flow of the story's fun. Um, yeah, it's, it's full of nice little surprises. Um, yeah, I, I'm enjoying that, uh, and yeah, DC's uh, doing some good stuff, man. But um, Marvel, uh, have you read the Alien stuff? Dude, I, how good is it? Woo-hoo-hoo-hoo. How fucking good I, is the Alien series? Yeah, like, I went. I thought, okay, I'll give you guys five issues. I'll I'll hand over my money and support five issues. Um, issue nine, I'm just give me more, give me more. This is it's good, really good, man. Like, yeah, yeah it's it's really Marvel are actually doing like some really great shit with their license i'm really it's keen good. to see what they do with predator actually because yeah, um i'm keen too a- alien is really good uh yeah. conan has been really fucking good as well um, i've loved i haven't read the conan stuff but i love conan in savage avengers yeah i i think i um i think i've read the first maybe <sighs> Ooh, 12 or 20 or so. I got up yep. to the issue where Dr. Strange banged Electra and I was like, okay, this is, I don't know where this is going, <clears throat> but I haven't, I haven't kept up with it yet. So. Oh, Dr. Strange. But, um, <laughs> Such a like, player. Electra, like, babe, like, you get around. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of right? impressed. I, you know, I, I, um, I had a little flick through Daredevil num- number one with Electra. Has the new Daredevil? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Not bad, not bad. Yeah, it's been good. Like because she's she's been sort of she took over from uh yeah like this whole Daredevil run. He's just a character like for me like Daredevil's yeah. just he's like Constantine where it's like no matter what writer you chuck on there mm-hmm. they're gonna do something really cool with the character and well everything's I, all I there like, for him. Yeah, I just. I just feel like Daredevil's just gone from strength to strength with each yeah. new creative team. And um, mm. I was a bit curious with this one because, like, uh, I think it's Chip Zdarsky is writing it. And I've right. never really read any of his stuff before except for, like, some of his more humorous sort of shit. So I was like, oh, I don't know how yeah. he's going to go with Daredevil. Like, it's, you know, Daredevil's, like, traditionally fairly grim and gritty and, you know, <clears throat> yeah. and all, of that, all of that fun stuff. But, what, yeah, man, it's been really good. Um, yeah, like, Daredevil's. I, I'm with you, man. Strength to strength, you know. It's um, it's. I mean, just especially such with a, his whole it, arc. 
like this whole arc with like, you know, Matt accidentally killing a dude and going to prison yeah. and, yeah. you know, Electra taking over for him and her like doing the whole, okay, I'm going to try things your way and not kill yeah. anyone. And yeah, it's been really like, whew. you got to feel for Matt, man. He, he just can't seem to get a, a you know, uh, can't, dude, like, can't get ahead, you know? Matt, I, I, I Matt Murdoch is my hero. He's like my spirit. He's great, like, right? Like, did born, born again, born again, and the crow are my two favorite comics of all time. Like, yeah, yeah, totally, Daredevil, Daredevil, Daredevil totally. born again, and the crow. It's like, you know, every, everything you need to know about me is in those comics. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a huge fan of both of those. And I, I'm actually one of the Daredevil story arcs that I was a fan of is when, um, Black Panther took over as Daredevil for a while. Yeah, that was really cool. That was, that was so really cool. Really cool. Like, I um, really enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was really cool. Um, mm. And even Shadow, like Shadowland got a lot of shit back in the day. I remember people like shitting on it. I'm like, I oh, know, I kind of dig this. Like I, Andy Diggle did a really good run on it. Yeah. But, um, no, there's, there's, yeah, some, no, there's some quality stuff. Oh, absolutely, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, um, and, and uh, yeah. Um, no, you <laughs> there's a, no, no. You're. I was just. I'm just riffing. I'm just riffing here. Um, yeah, with Daredevil, just just quickly, man. Like, um, and to see that that translate that transition from comic to the screen. Uh, again, I've got to give props to Charlie Cox, man. He just freaking nails it as Daredevil. Oh, like, yeah, dude. Look, I mean, I honestly, I'm such a fan of that character. Yeah. I even love the Affleck movie. Um, yeah, I know I it's got. I know it's people got. People bag place. it. Yeah, but the, I mean, the thing is, the director's I, to me, part of it is really good. It is. Like, to check yeah. It out. But like yeah, that, dude. that movie that was around a time I feel like Marvel was just at the tail end of that whole era of movie making before they made the transition to, you know, beginning with Iron Man and that. The, you know, yeah. I, I feel like that was sort of the end of that era. Well, I mean, I, I think the, the big issues with, like, look, I will I, I will agree with anyone, the playground fight between Matt and Elektra in the Affleck movie is fucking mm. shit. It's terrible. Mm. It's really lame. But it's got a really great soundtrack. Colin it Farrell does. is great as Bullseye. Like, I, I really I really like Colin as Bullseye. He, he kicked it in the dick. It was great. Yeah, he, he was fantastic. He was loads of fun. I really like the costume. I think Affleck did a great, great job. Yep. Um, but, yeah, I mean, the, the Netflix series is phenomenal. Oh, um, it's just amazing. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. It was just, like, absolute perfection. Um, even right down to the the suit, like the suit evolution throughout. Yeah, the well, it was so good. I I loved like I love that they almost kept him out of the costume and just in the black, like the yeah, the, man with, the the man without fear sort of era mm. black kind of yeah. sort of thing for the yeah. for the first season. I thought that was really cool. I loved it. I was a huge fan, man. I I, I think I think it was you know. Uh, of all those Marvel series that they attempted to do, that was the home run for me. I really oh man, yeah, that was far, far and away the absolute best. Yeah, um, I, I kind of like most of them except for Iron Fist, which yeah just uh, did not Iron land Fist. with me. Look, I had you know Iron Fist. I 
I was excited because I, I love Iron Fist, but that I, I haven't even watched season two. I, I just can't even go there because dude, season one I, left me so underwhelmed. Dude, I was the same, and I, I love that character. Like that, yeah, man, that Matt Faction, David Aja run of Iron Fist yeah. is amazing. They could have and done I so much so, more with it. I was so psyched for that because, like, you know, there's a, that well, – I remember when the trailer dropped and, you know, you see that, like, archive footage where you see, like, yeah. Orson Randall, like, yeah, in World yeah. War Two, Yeah. And you're just like, oh, oh fuck, this is going to be rad. Yeah. And it was just so flat and lifeless. Oh. And, see, yeah, I, dude, I, I haven't even done season two of it yet. I just like, – I couldn't be asked. Like, I think I checked out halfway through season one. I think I let it play, I but same. I just was I, not paying attention. Yeah, I was the same, man, because I was just like, you know, when he first started getting into that whiny Danny Rand vibe, I was just like, okay, okay, um, hopefully this will pick up. And it didn't. It did not pick up. I, there was moments of, oh, yeah, the guy the guy is a living weapon. But there was none of that. We were, we were ripped off. Well, he didn't and have any of the charm him. that Danny no. Rand has as a character. Because no. it's like... Man, you think of Iron Fist. I, I, I mean, for me, I instantly think of Power Man and Iron Fist. I'm just like, dude, yeah, chuck him and Luke, chuck him and Luke Cage together, and have those mm-hmm. dudes out in the street kicking some ass and and wisecracking and yep. being like the the best buddy duo in comics next to Blue Beetle and Booster Gold. That like, would have been sick. Like, I, I would be all for that. And even like that moment in the Defenders when they teamed up, I was like, yes, yes, yes. Yeah, like, finally. Mm-hmm. No, we're just not getting enough of that. Yeah, even with Defenders, man, I I feel like it was a it was a good good little series, but uh, we were just I mean I love Sigourney Weaver, but come on, give us a give us a more reputable bad guy, give us something, you know, a bit more tangible. That's yeah, well, I was I was like, I was I was man, I was so. I was so hoping that Defenders was going to be something that it didn't end up being. Cause I was like, yeah, you know, when they were setting it all up in Daredevil and everything else, I'm like, Oh man, wouldn't it be cool if like they were digging for like the medallion of power and it was like exactly. Zarathos or Ghost Rider or something yeah, like that. That would have been like, sick. Oh, that would be so fucking rad. But it's like, no, you're digging for like, I think it's meant to be Finn Fang Foom's bones or some shit. Yeah. I don't even fucking know. There was a couple little, yeah, like, oh, you guys, you were in the ballpark, but you didn't quite execute it well. Yeah. And I don't know what the fuck they were thinking with Iron Fist, man. Oh, jeez. No, dude, I, yeah, I don't know. It, it, it gives it gives me the same feeling I had at the very end of watching Venom 2, just sitting there, just scratching my head. <laughs> going, what did I just watch? Why? Why? I saw. I haven't. I haven't seen Venom two yet. But uh, okay, look, I'm. I'm not going to spoil it for you. But yeah, it's maybe. Maybe. Maybe it's better the second time around. I don't know. I. I'm forever the optimist, but oh, underwhelmed. I think my thing with Venom is, it's just like, why can't you just give him the big white spider on his chest? I know. It. These are little like, things. Like. It's I, like, I, I it's realize... like Batman having white eyes. It's just like, can you just do it yeah. right? Like, I know just it's just a small right. thing, but just come on, guys. Like, well, it's... I mean, this, this, this is the thing. This is why, this is why I, I have so much love for Deadpool. Because they've given him the white eyes. Mm. He's like Deadpool. There's 
like it's perfection and it's like well he set a standard that okay so why can't the rest of the heroes follow suit like that yeah exactly man like you know and i mean you know black panther's got the white eyes like marvel spidey's got to get it right yeah y'all have still got batman putting you know, black paint under his mask. I know, and it's, it's like, what is going on here, boys and girls? Come on! Yeah, it's all a little bit yeah. crazy, right? Speaking of crazy, I watched Scooby Doo meets Kiss today. Oh, tell me all dude, about it. It is the most fucking fun animated movie you will ever watch it is perfection itself it is such a good time like good 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 it's it's everything and you know i was always i've i've sort of gone back and forth on kiss over the years because yeah i was sort of like you know with gene can be a bit much to take at times with his yes his genius Let's say, like, you know, you kind of like, oh, Gene, dude, just please stop talking. Like, you're you're hurting me Mm -hmm. right now. Mm -hmm. Um, He's a very imposing figure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, um, there's a lot of things that I kind of don't really agree with a lot of the time. And, you know, has a lot of opinions where it's just like, oh, that's a bit, you know, do we... You know, Robin Williams is dead, Gene. Do we really have to kind of shit on him? Um, yeah, that's not exactly. cool. Um, but this movie is so much fun. And, like, Kiss pretty much take the piss out of themselves. Like, because, you know, we, we all know, like, Kiss is a merchandising machine and stuff like that. But they actually have, like, their manager as a character in the movie. And he pops up oh, with, like, let's go. You, can, you can watch this with your Kiss binoculars. Only thirty nine ninety five from our website. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, That's it's genius, so, man. so funny and just so, like, taking the piss out of themselves. It's great. And it's like seeing seeing them having that much of a sense of humor, because they do all their own voices in it, of course, yeah. Yeah. Um, is just really great and just so much fun. And, you know, I mean, Scooby doing kiss makeup is just the most fucking adorable thing you'll ever see in your life. I saw um, saw pictures of that and I just, I was like, I'm like, I have to watch this film. Dude, it's so great. And, um, you know, this, they, they do all this, like, um, you know, the whole big grandiose kiss mythology that was like established in the McFarlane comics and stuff. Yeah. You know, the star child and the demon and space. They do all this stuff with that. And like, you know, this planet that kiss come from and, there's so many fucking references to Kiss music in there. Like there is a character named Beth Stutter. Uh, Strutter. Oh wow! Uh, cool. You know they're like, oh, we have to protect the Black Diamond. Like you know, there's all this shit in there where it's just like, if you've been a fan of Kiss over the years, you're just gonna go, holy shit! Like I caught that. So it's kind of like um, their way of making up for Kiss meets the Phantom of Phantom of the Park. I think so. It's like, man, if you just met Scooby back in the 70s, you would have been golden. Um, yeah, okay. I, I'm with you. But the really cool thing is, like, when they, when they go on their little, uh, like, Cosmic Odyssey thing back to, like, Kiss's home planet and that, the fucking animation is, like, pure Jack Kirby. Really? Like, dude, it's amazing. Sick. Like, you know, 
and they're like trying to stop like the destroyer from like mm. coming out of his volcano prison. And I swear to God, <laughs> man, it looks like fucking Galactus. It's like so rad. Awesome. That is rad. Yeah, oh. dude. It's it's so fun. Like, yeah, just such a so, such a great flick. So it sounds like it's um it's definitely one of the better Scooby Doo animated movies like that they've like I haven't seen really any of them, like, but I I've got the yeah, feeling well, that the um, Kiss one's good. Mm. Oh man, like we um we've only just sort of started uh, rounding out our Scooby collection, and um like we got we got a bunch of like the older ones from like the seventies and eighties and stuff like that, you know, where they meet Batman and Robin and shit like that. Yep, yep and yep. Um, I haven't watched a lot of the new Scooby stuff. This is pretty much my first new Scooby and. If this is a sign of the quality, like they they they're, they're all going to be pretty good, I think. Fuck yeah, I'm I'm really like pumped, if, if they keep up with that sort of quality and um and Matthew Lillard is doing the voice of Shaggy still, which I think is oh fucking that's awesome. cool. Yeah, I think that's fucking rad. That's really cool. I'm digging that. That's really fun. Um, dude, that's oh man, I I don't know where to go from there. That's fun. Hey, listen, <laughs> I I um actually I did something uh random um and i'll tell you about the random thing in a minute but tonight i concluded my last night of the a midnight visit in uh fortitude valley oh cool how'd that all go man it was amazing it was amazing like i mean that was the most oh man i you know when people ask me, oh, how are you enjoy like the cast, they go, oh, how are you enjoying this? And I go, man, I feel like I'm in Disneyland. This is like every day is just a treat. And I I just finished, yeah, the, the last show with this production. And I mean, it's my first time as an actor. And it yeah. was just golden, man. It was like playing this Undertaker and I just interjected all this deathly humor that just went down fucking famously with with the audience and yeah dude it was totally rad and and um yeah i had so much fun with it and i even got to take the last bow and that wasn't even planned it was like they did the finale the 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 cast took their bows and everyone's clapping and shit and the cast disappear and and there i am in the in the room because i watched the finale and they're all you know, all the audience is just looking at me and I just start clapping and they start clapping for me and and um they're screaming and yeah, I just got my oh, nice. rock star send off out the, the curtain. It was fun, man. It was good fun. I had a great oh, time. That's cool. Yeah, so I mean <clears throat> kudos kudos to the, the cast and crew. Um successful they succeeded in being Brisbane's longest running theatre production. Six months. Wow. Six months, man. Like, that's crazy. And, um, but then, like, last night, um, when I finished production last night, I did something random last night. There was this new haunted attraction in, uh, in the, in the valley, uh, Evil Core Haunted Maze. I've heard of them. I've been wanting to check that out. Yeah. It's rad. It's in the, uh, it's in the old Globe Theater and they've oh, transformed cool. it. Yeah, they've fully transformed it into this walkthrough interactive maze, complete with spooky, horrific characters coming at you. And um, it's, yeah, like, I mean, if you don't like being scared, don't go there. 
Um, or if, if you, you want don't to like being comments, scared, you're probably on the wrong podcast. <laughs> probably, yeah. Right, but, between um, the two of us. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right, right. But, man, it was fun, dude. Like, they, they tell you, you know, if you don't want the actors to, you know, if you want the actors to back off and not scare you, just put your hand up and they'll stop. But I'm like, no, nah, no, nah, I want the works burger, dude. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I thought it was, you know, for, uh, reasonably priced, Um it's the kind of experience you should take your time with. If you go in there, don't hurry through it. Especially oh, yeah, if, man. if someone's Absolutely. scared, let them suffer. Yeah, them yeah, suffer. yeah, yeah. That's like Dracula's. Like, I remember the first time yes. we went to Dracula's, like, yeah. we kind of got, like, we were with a group of people and we got mm-hmm. rushed through and it was just like, mm-hmm. like, you know, like me and B were there and we're just like, oh my God, it's like, I just want to fucking live here. Like, can you, Yeah. can everyone else just like, I don't care. Fuck off. Go get your food or whatever. I'm just like, yeah. dude, I'm yeah. like completely just in my zone here. And mm-hmm. it was, it was, it was like a great experience, but we kind of got rushed through. So we didn't get everything out of it. Oh, and then that sucks, man. The last couple of times we went back, it's just been like, nah, we're just spending as long here as we can. Yeah. Like, yeah. And it's, it's, it's such a, a better a... experience when you can take it all in. It's it's a real um it's a real treasure trove that place of just all the the memorabilia and stuff they've oh, got in there man, and just all right. the props and yeah, yeah. I um I, I was I was there for a long time as a character uh, performer and oh yeah. yeah man it was fun I had a great time so that's fucking awesome yeah I I was kind of like a Lon Chaney of characters I I just never played the same character. For more than two weeks and i yeah i did everything That's from cool. i did i even did my own gene simmons character it was great oh nice <laughs> yeah but um yeah man all the memorabilia there like the i love the the david bowie face um face bust i i think it is the uh the face mask from uh man who fell to earth i think it was yeah yep yeah mm. yeah yeah, uh, dude, like, uh, I mean, yeah, uh, you could spend, I'm pretty sure like, you could spend a whole day in there just looking oh, at, easy. like, you know, all the easy. autographs on the wall, yep. like, you know, yep. they've got, like, you know, uh, Yvonne De Carlo and stuff like that. Yes. Fucking, you know, they've got some good Tisha, ones, yeah. you know. Fucking, Robert Englund. I yeah, think Robert England. Yeah. I think there's some Bella Lugosi stuff there as yeah, well. Yeah, there it's is, just there like, is, Yeah. There's some really neat stuff. And, um, yeah, I, I, I was, um, yeah, I took great pride in my work there and the, the owners, um, were very kind to me and one day surprised me because every year the owners go to the horror conventions in the States. And this one year they surprised me when they came back and in front of, you know, before we started uh shift, they had, you know, we did our staff meeting and they interrupted and, they presented me with a frame that they, they framed it themselves with barbed, uh, like um, saw blades and nails, but it was a, a signed photo from Gunnar Hansen. Oh, dude, that's fucking awesome. And, like, what, yeah, a great, what a great gift. I know. And, and I'll, se- I'll send you the photo, but um, an image of it, but it says to Jesse, I know where you live. Gunnar Hansen. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I'm, and it's it, you know it's the one of the classic Leatherface um, poses from you know black and white photos from this, the, yeah. the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. So freaking cool! 
It's um yeah, it's That's it's a prize possession. Man. Yeah, dude. That is absolutely brilliant. Like yeah. yeah. I, I love I love hearing stories like that about like uh, you know, employers who are decent because it's like yeah, it just seems it, it to be really, so rare nowadays. <laughs> yeah, and and then that's you know I you know people ask me you know anyone that I mentioned Dracula to, um they're like oh why aren't you there and it's like well you know you, you know when your time's up you know and but it's, yeah it's a place that I really I miss every day. But I had some of the best times of my life there. I really did. Like, um, yeah. Well, I, I think that's that's the thing. I think with with something like that, mm. I could I could imagine like you would want to sort of go out on a high note and not feel bad. Absolutely. Out. You, would, you Absolutely. would not want to like have the job be. You wouldn't want it to feel like work. You know. No, no. And and you know the funny part was it never was. It never felt like that because we just like we're just having a great time. Like they, they really let us cut loose, you know, like they, they really let me cut loose. And, uh, I, I played, uh, yes, I, I, I could talk for hours about some of the characters I played, but, um, man, oh, man, they... I just, I, every time I go there, I just love it. I'm just like, I just want to fucking live here. Like I just, yeah. Every time I go there, it's just like, you just get that vibe of like, it's like my fucking Disneyland. It's like, it really these is are my people. Like, you know, yeah. like, middle of dinner there's some dude chasing some chick screaming through the middle of the floor with a chainsaw and you're just like i fucking love this shit yeah man it was fun dude good fun and and that's the thing i i very very rarely hear anyone ever say anything less than good about it so you know kudos to the to the family for keeping keeping the dream alive and uh you know doing what they do so well it's so good oh dude i I remember like last year when they closed it was last year or the year before when they closed yeah. the one in Melbourne and I was oh like, that was sad oh dude my fucking asshole clenched because I'm like I swear to god if fucking Dracula's at the coast closes I will riot <laughs> like, <laughs> like, uh, I, I, I think it's uh it's doing sweet things and they got a new show coming up uh, starting yeah, very soon I and saw. yeah a couple of my friends are playing in the band for the show and it's, oh, it's exciting yeah dude yeah shout out to my boy Mick and and Lachlan <laughs> you know they're in the band and singing and uh, doing the thing and looking badass and yeah man it's, yeah I mean oh, man, yeah I, I honestly like healthy Lest, lest we turn this into like this whole episode into a plug for Dracula's, I honestly yeah. cannot recommend the place enough. Oh, like, no. if anyone is listening that has not mm. been, go. You Do will it. have the best night of your life. It is worth every cent you'll spend, and then some. Yep. And and then you go spend your money in the gift shop, and yeah, it's, yeah. Um... Like, I mean, you, you go to the gift shop, and it's like you, you. I I just feel like when you hit the, by the time you hit the gift shop, like you want to buy stuff, like you exactly. want to have mementos of the night because and it's such a it's, fucking good time. It, yeah, and it's funny when you say it's that Disneyland experience because it is exactly that. You you you're floating. You're on cloud nine, and you just float through the gift shop, and you go, yes, I'll have one of everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You just fully much. there. Did you ever? Pretty... Um, did you do the the haunted house attraction? Did they... No, we we didn't do the haunted house. We, oh. Every time we went, like I want to oh. do the haunted house. Next time oh. we go, like I really want to make a meal out of it because, like, every I, time I we've wanna... gone, uh, we've had other people there. Yeah, I don't. It's like, oh, we're just going to get dinner and watch the show. And yeah, it's just like, you guys are just fucking. I don't want to break like... your heart, man. It's no longer there. <laughs> It's I gone. know. I had heard that they were 
possibly closing it, it or revamping it. But yeah, it was good, man. It was a good fun attraction. Um, yeah, I, I, um, I did the intro video in when it first opened and, oh, cool. um, yeah, and it was fun. And, um, but man, that, that was a, yeah, four levels of just crazy, yeah, yeah, haunted experiences. Like the vampire room was really cool. Um, yeah, there was, the morgue was great. That It was just, I don't know, it was just a good, fun, interactive walkthrough. So, and yeah. that's, I'm so glad that there's things like, evil core that exists today for for us folks in in bris vegas that don't have half the luxuries of what they have in la you know yeah. in, uh, america so yeah i mean that's the thing like you know that's one of the one of the curses of social media is like you see all the you know the all the good conventions stuff. and stuff yeah. over in the yeah. states and you're just yeah. like oh god damn it why am i not there yeah and but, we're, we're, yeah. we're getting there very very slowly yeah well i really wanted <laughs> one year like oh I mean, there's so much stuff like i I've, I've, I've gotta do a ghost tour at tuong at some point like can we do one together oh dude yeah fuck yeah let's do that <laughs> we should totally do it yeah 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 because like me and b have been planning to do one for years yeah and, like, man. Fucking, like um you know, um, there's also the horror movie camp out that was a couple of years ago. Oh, wow. The, did you hear about that one? No. Oh, yeah, oh. I did, actually. I did, where they, yes. where they like they do, like, the big camp out thing and show, like, three or four different movies and, like, you yeah. can stay there overnight and they have, like, characters running around and shit like that. And it Sweet. looks so awesome. Like, it's just, like... Yes, I want to be hassled by a fucking zombie while I'm watching The Exorcist. Like, do it, oh, do it. Yeah. Come and annoy yeah. me, please. Because it's like, if you don't watch them, if you don't really watch the whole movie, it's like, well, you can always stream it or watch it on DVD at another time. But right in the here and now, let's get fucking crazy with bloody oh, zombies. That's the thing. It's just all, it's, a, it's all about the experience. And like, yeah. I, mean, I fucking love Halloween. Like it's, it's like fun, my right? Favorite time of year. Yeah, and, it's good fun. Yeah, you know, like places like Dracula's and stuff like that. It's like it's just a way of like keeping Halloween around all year, which is awesome. Yeah, and there, and there's more and more cool things, you know, slowly starting to make their way here. So yeah, I mean, here's to here's to the 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 rest of the year looking upwards for for horror themed um, attractions like Furophobia. Oh, absolutely. Fearophobia is another good one. They oh yeah, they did uh they did last year I think it was or this year no last year on the Gold Coast um yeah I our band we we were there for uh, well, a couple of years back I think it was uh we did the one in New South Wales and no man bad. it was it was so much fun yeah dude it was fun but that's the thing Australia we're slowly catching up to the rest of the world yeah. namely America um in terms of you know, fun horror haunts and ghost tours and that sort of thing. Like, I've done the Boggo Road Jail ghost tour. That was pretty cool. I haven't it's, done that one. Is that cool? It, yeah, it's pretty cool, man. Like, you get the vibe. Uh, I mean, more importantly, just getting to walk around the jail, like Boggo Road at night, um, yeah. is pretty cool, right? Um, I, I was I was pleasantly surprised with it. I, I had a good time. So, yeah. Oh, cool. Cool. I'm down. I'm down with all these guys. I mean, so. I just, I just, yeah, like, I, I just, you, you can't. I just feel like, especially Dracula's, it's like, don't go with any normies. Like, if, if you're a, no, if you're a horror person, like, 
don't don't take someone along that's going to like rush through or be dragged totally. down or totally. something. Just like leave totally. them at home, leave go them. and just like just roll around in it like yeah. a fucking dog in the backyard on the grass, exactly. man. Because that's what it's all about. Yeah, it is, man. And and you know, and and you hit the nail on the head, man. It's like. You know, surround yourself. If you're going to go with people, surround yourself with people that are totally invested in a good time and just yeah, really absolutely. ready to go the whole nine yards. Yeah, like you, you got to go with people that are just as into it as you are. Yeah, otherwise it's just a waste of wasted experience. Probably more on their part. Mm. Yeah, but uh, yeah, man, that was that's good fun there. Good fun. So. Um, uh, how how nostalgic are you feeling right now? Um, I'm feeling very nostalgic. Um, uh, I'm thinking back to you know the the tender years of the tender years. See what yeah. I did there? I like See that little I segue. There? I like that. That was, I was, that thinking, was good. Yeah, I, I was I was thinking spend a season in hell. <laughs> and, well, I mean, uh, you know, we we were just talking about stuff on the dark side. Oh, 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 oh yes. And um, oh, now I'm trying to think of the, the song, um, going to New York City. <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, yeah. We may have to run through the fire to get there. Oh, run the fire! Of course, that's the one. That's the one. That's the one. <laughs> but yeah. So, uh, any anyone that's confused right now, I, I feel like we, I just, just want to shout out to my girlfriend Max. If you're hearing this, you should be really fucking proud of my dad jokes at this point because I feel like I'm approaching epic level here. You you you're hitting boss level <laughs> like your level up skills is really on the rise, bro. Yeah, dude, and I'm just like pulling this shit out of my ass, which is kind of amazing. Like I didn't yeah. actually plan any of that. No, no, no. I, I like that. It was it's very organic. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're really you're really um um impressing, in, leaving a very strong impression impression on myself. So, um, <laughs> but for the confused out there, we are talking about. The 1983 classic rock and roll epic, Eddie and the Cruisers. And it's 1989 sequel, Eddie and the Cruisers 2, Eddie Lives. Uh, what a pair of phenomenal movies. And if anyone listened to the, the first episode, um, congratulations for a start. Um, yeah, but, yeah, and thank you. <laughs> yeah, and thank you. And if you didn't do it, well, go back and listen to it. We'll wait. That's cool. But, um, yeah, man, Eddie and the Cruise is number one, man. What a treat. What a movie. Absolutely. And weirdly, there's a strange karmic synchronicitous connection to our first episode because apparently during my research, Sylvester Stallone actually introduced... The producer of uh, the soundtrack for Eddie and the Cruisers one and two to the record company that put it out, oh, because man. he had dealt with them for Eye of the Tiger for Rocky three. Wow, that how is fucking right. weird is that? Like, <laughs> so, oh, you sly dog slap. <laughs> Wow. But, uh, yeah, Eddie the Cruisers, man. What a, uh, just, you know, I think I saw the sequel first. Yeah, you know what? I think I'm with you. I think I'm the same. And I really love the sequel. I thought, um, 
I mean, the, the first film is like a real trip back to the fifties and or sixties, where uh, whatever. And yeah. it, it it's very yeah, very very old school, very old school. But the sequel, um, you know, a little bit more modern, a bit more you know, set in the times. But I just love that whole, you know, the mystery, the mysterious stranger who turns out to be pretty much like the movie's version of Elvis Presley of sorts. Yeah. Well, apparently like um, the whole sort of crux and you can, I I feel, I mean, I'm a massive Springsteen fan, so I probably see it a lot more than most, but like apparently the whole sort of um, vibe they were going for with Eddie Wilson as a character was to have like a mix of Bruce Springsteen and Elvis Presley. I love Um, that. And you can really, I feel like, especially with the first movie, there is a really heavy Springsteen and the E Street Band yes, vibe. Yes, 100%. And weirdly, uh, apparently, I was reading that John Cafferty, uh, who did all the music um, with his band, uh, they actually got help from Springsteen with some of the songwriting, which explains oh, wow. why it's got such a fucking heavy Springsteen vibe. Because apparently, they were like a Jersey band that were just sort of kicking around the traps and, you know, got got the gig doing the music for for the two movies and um yeah it was like you know apparently yeah he told uh, i think it was an interview with time magazine that you know oh yeah well we went to the boss and you know he was really gracious and helped us with some of the songwriting hiccups we were having i'm like holy fuck that's in that's incredible man um man like john cafferty is such a i'm i'm sure he's probably well loved in america and, and canada and that but um to to the untrained ears, uh, such an underrated talent, man. Just yeah, what a voice, man. I remember, like, I I think I got into this movie because, um, like I said, I'm pretty sure I saw the sequel first. Yeah, and I have a really weird feeling I saw it on TV one night, um, like the Friday night or Sunday night movie that Channel Ten had or some shit like yeah. that, like way back in the day, um. But I had heard the soundtrack for this long before I saw the movie because the soundtrack for Eddie and the Cruisers 2 pretty much lived in my parents' van for, I want to say, a good eight to nine months, like nonstop. Like, my folks would play that fucking album nonstop. So it's like I knew every song back to front. And I was just kind of like, and then I saw the movie, I was like, Oh, because I like I remember seeing the cassette tape cover and just being like, "Oh, what is this? Is this like a jazz singer sort of thing with Neil yeah. Diamond or something?" Like I don't quite understand it because I think I would have been like, "Man, I think I would have been like maybe twelve or thirteen when you know, like this they were playing that album." Yeah, but yeah, I, I saw the movie on TV and I just feel like it just hit me at. It just right connected point. with you. Like, yeah. yeah. And I'm probably going to get like really deep and pretentious on no, this episode. No, it, so you're allowed to. Apologies allowed to. to anyone for me talking about my artistic feelings and how sensitive I am. <laughs> I, 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 I sympathize. <laughs> we're, we're, we're fucking sensitive, okay? <laughs> yeah. We're sensitive. Come on. But, um, but I mean, I just, I just do think that this move particularly number two and like you know after i saw it i I sort of you know made a beeline for the video store to track down the first one i do feel like 
it's there's something in these movies that just if you're of an artistic inclination you really connect with yes um, i agree like yeah there's just something about like you know the first one and i mean the first one is like eddie and the cruises is I really dig it because when I saw it, like it has very much a kind of spooky sort of vibe to it. Like there's it does, very man. much that kind of ghost story aspect to it. Yeah. Um, and I had read that it was based on a book, which I haven't read that I think I need to track down and read, but apparently. Yeah, I, I really want to read that. Yeah, apparently it's more of a murder mystery. Like there's a whole killer element in the book that was sort of cut out for the movie and they sort of focused on like the whole rock and roll mystery thing. Oh, okay. But, um, yeah, yeah, so that's according to the, the interwebs. Wow. But, um, yeah, man, I just, I feel like that first movie's like, it's just got a really spooky kind of vibe to it. Like, you know, especially like where she's getting the phone calls and then yeah. the cars out the front and stuff like that. And you're kind of like, oh, fuck, what the fuck's going on here? But uh, yeah. great, great cast in that first movie, man. Like Joe Pantoliano. Oh, great. Tom great Berenger. Cast, yeah, Sal. Uh, was it Sal? He's uh, the I can the right hand man in his band. But yeah, yeah. The you, bass you know, player. I can never remember the dude's name, but I just. But he was him. great, like, perfectly cast. Like that, yeah. just that New York guy, you know. Yeah, he um, was really good. And the weird thing is, I remembered him as like David Silver's dad from Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Oh wow! Uh, oh, and like wow. he's just kind of a he's kind of a putz in Nine Hundred Two One Zero. Yeah, gotcha. But, most parents in 90210 were, but then yeah. you see him in Eddie and the Cruise, it's like, yeah, this dude's kind of cool. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty awesome, man. Like, uh, yeah, just, just, um, so many great characters, but man, the soundtrack is just, I mean, because we're soundtrack fiends, dude, that such great songs, man. Like, such, like, I can, you can really hear the Springsteen feel in those songs. Oh, and, man, absolutely. And I mean that in the most complimentary way. Absolutely. I just, and I mean, look, you, you can't really talk about these movies without talking about the soundtracks because it's Not like they're just completely emerged, like, together. Like It complements, it, they complement each other so well. And like yeah. that line that, that they say, uh, that Eddie says, we're just some guys from Joycey. You know, yeah, like, damn. It, 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 you just I, feel it, yeah. And I really feel like the first one, like you know, I, I think like if you're you're artistically inclined, like the first one really speaks to like you can, and I mean Eddie's Eddie's kind of he has some jerky moments in there, but like oh yeah, you you kind of like especially that scene at the college, like it's like oh that's a bit rough dude like he's a real he's that real tough guy you, you know like he really fits the profile of the you know the the handsome suave rock star but he's also you know he, he's got that springsteen persona where it's like he is the boss yeah Don't fuck with the boss yeah 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 but i i just really feel too that like um i feel like you know you can kind of you can kind of connect with him in that first one, like in you his can. desire to make something that lasts forever and how passionate he is about his music and his art and stuff like that. Yeah. And how he's trying to, you know, do this thing that, you know, no one quite understands. Like they, they, he's like ahead of his time and no one grasps it. And, you know, That's people are telling thing, him like it? his work's garbage. And yeah. 
you know, you, you can kind of like, I mean, you know, there's that great line where he's like, you know, he says like, if we can't be great, there's no point ever playing music again. And it's just like, exactly. you kind of like, you kind of get that. Like, he's, cause I mean, man, like, you know, you, you, you know it as well as I do. It's like, you know, when you're making something, it's like, you know, I want this to have an audience. I want people to read yeah. it. I want it to connect with people or I want people to see it or hear it or yeah. whatever. And when you can't get that, it's really frustrating. Absolutely, man. You, you feel those struggles, into, uh, you know, Eddie's struggles in that first film. Like, you know, you, you can see the band is just, they're along for the ride. They're having a good time. They're living in the moment. Um, but like Sal says, we're just some guys from Joyzy, you know? And it's like Eddie, like you said about your, what Eddie's philosophy about music. It's like, uh, if it, if it can't be great, then what's the point, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. He, he looked so far beyond what everyone else was, um, feeling. Well, yeah. I mean, ev- everyone yeah. else is just wanting him to do the hits over and over again. It's like, you know, do, do your last album but just yeah. a little different. Do your last movie or your last book, just a little different. Yeah. And, you know, here's a guy that's like, you know, wanting to push some boundaries and, you know, get really creative and shit and no one's mm. getting it. And it just drives him nuts. Yeah. And, and it, it just, it, it's quite interesting when it builds to that climax and spoiler alert, um, you know, when he uh, offs himself or does yeah. he, you know, <laughs> It's that's a very Elvis moment uh, at the very end of it. Actually, mm. um, I loved I loved how they played that out with the uh, you know playing the season in hell outro and everything. It was that was really cleverly done. Yeah, 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 and like you know that sort of half reflection of him in the window and stuff. It's like yeah, that was really cool. Um, I was I was very pleasantly surprised, um, but in comparison, I mean number two was just oh man the perfect accompaniment to to the first movie like just i don't know it really really was really rocked and i mean i i watched them both on friday and i think you can see you can see that they had a little less money for number two like in terms of production like it it's sort of um they took a few shortcuts yeah, well, it's like number one is very cinematic and very the way it's shot, know, it's beautifully it's, shot. Yeah, it's it's a gorgeous film, and I yeah. cannot believe it bombed when it came out. Like that's, I was surprised, Dad. So was I, because like I remember as a kid, it's it's another one of those movies that I remember being very very popular and everyone seeing it. But yeah. I think I had sort of heard of it. Like I'd never watched it as a kid, but I knew it was around because it's like, uh, man, like my, my mum, my was aunt, and everyone were yeah. into it as my mum's a huge fan, huge, yeah, fan. like, like she would sing it still today, singing the songs, you know, like just yeah. loves, loves it, you know, and it, it takes people like our our mums back to that time, you know, back to the yeah. rock and roll days, um, mm. yeah, and and I'm with you, man. That first film captures the feeling with the music the cinematography the characters it's just a very well balanced film but why it bombed that's a mystery yeah i don't know i mean apparently it it really sort of found its life on like hbo and video and apparently the single the single for on the dark side like went great guns and was like getting heavy rotation on tv yeah and that's where it sort of really found its second life 
That's interesting, isn't it? But uh, it's funny how things work like that. Cause you think like, uh, I guess maybe, you know, when it came out at the time around it, early eighties, you know, I'm, I'm assuming around that time, you know, uh, electron, you know, synth music was all the rage and, you know, it was all digestible McDonald's friendly pop music. Whereas yeah, any of the cruises is this real, you know, it's, it's very, it's very classic rock. I just don't think the audience is ready for a film like that, to be honest. And timing, you know, when they say timing is everything, I think the time is not quite right for well, them. Yeah, I mean, that, that's exactly it, man. But I mean, you know, it did it did really sort of find its its second life, and you know, it did. Like, and um, I think, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, and I think between you and me, like, we couldn't urge people enough. Like, you can even find the movie on YouTube quite easily. It's yeah. it's a phenomenal movie. It really is. Yeah, it it's such it's such a great movie. Like it's like, mm. and you don't even have to be like really massively. Well, I mean, it helps, but you don't have yeah. to massively be into like you know the music scene and and Not you know, music history and stuff to to really enjoy it because it's just. No. No. And I, I really do think that if you are. You know, of of like a creative persuasion. Like, I really think there's something in both of these films to connect with. Like, I mean, and especially number two. Um, uh, number two's got so many great uh, stories within stories, like educational yeah. aspects to it. Yeah, 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 yeah. And you can really see, like, um, I, I do think Michael Parry just delivers a great performance. <sighs> but like, can we can we talk about Michael Parry for a minute? What a um, I'm all what about an actor. talking about Michael Parry. Like, I think he's great. <laughs> he he just, it's like I said to you in the first episode, like the guy was so, to me, so convincing. Uh, if you, you know, I couldn't believe it when I, you know, realized that he wasn't the actual singer of that music. I was like, no way, man. This guy is, yeah, gotta dude. be him. <laughs> like, I was blown yeah, away. He, gives it his all and he really does man i really feel like with number two it's like even though like you can see the production budget's a little limited yes. it's not quite yes. as polished as the first film and that horrible he, I think, mustache yeah the dude the mo was a bad the fake choice. mo was bad that the, was bad the, the mo was a terrible terrible <laughs> choice and the the mo and like by the time Eddie comes back at the end, it's like okay, the hair's working a lot better, and the mo's gone. Like, yeah, this is more like it. But the yeah, the sort of buffy hairdo and the mo at the start is just not. It was a bit that wrong. Is, that was a questionable I, choice, sir. <laughs> yeah, I got to say, but uh, you know, everything else was tick tick tick. I mean, yeah, low budget, yeah. But man, the the you know, as a, as a musician, you really appreciate and love the journey that Eddie goes through, uh, you know, with young Rick to encourage yeah. him to, you know, to make this dream happen. Uh, it's quite uh, fascinating. Dude, even, even as, as like, a, a, you know, a, an artist, like a creative person that sort of struggled mm. like with, with mm. film or, or writing or whatever, I really feel like you can kind of really connect with Eddie, like, you know, his, his sort of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like his struggles with everything, you know, where he's, he's kind of like, 
you know, he, he's, he's sort of drawn to want to do this, but then it's like, you know, it's burnt him so bad. He wants nothing to do with it. Yeah. That's, that's, you, you feel that, that, um, that dark spirit that resonates from the end of the first film, it's still yeah. carrying in his soul, uh, early on in the, in the sequel. And, yeah. you know, you can tell he's, he, there's, he doesn't want anything to do with it. But yeah. then enter this young kid, Rick, that just says, hey, man, <laughs> let's do this. Yeah. I mean, mm. I've got, I, we, we, we got we to love Rick's Canadian accent, man. <laughs> yeah, man. Like, Rick's Canadian accent is so good. But, yeah. um, I mean, he sort of sounds like Snake from The Simpsons sometimes. He does a little bit, eh? But, like, there's, um, there's little moments where, uh, um, you know, when they first meet uh, Quinn, the bass player. Mm. Uh, and they find him in a bar and Quinn goes, asks Joe, who's Eddie, uh, what kind of music are you guys going to be playing? And Joe and Eddie goes, the real kind. You know, like one, one line is like that. I just, yeah. wow. Like the soul of Eddie is just so, I, I was very happy with some of those moments. Yeah, dude. And I, I, I really, one thing I really and I mean, you know, I, I don't know whether we could ever pick a favorite song from the soundtracks. Um, but you know, uh, it's tough. That's the okay, fucking tough. Yeah, it's a tough but one. That, that whole montage where they first play "Matter of Time." Um, Matter of Time's sequel, great. Yeah, it's such like the lyrics for that song just like hit me in a really mm. different way on Friday. Mm. I was like, oh, I think I finally get this. Yeah. Um, but, you know, because it's like the montage and it's like he's obviously comforting his girlfriend because she's obviously having, like, massive issues with, like, her paintings and stuff like that yeah. and, you yeah. know, failing at her art show and she kind of wants to give up on it and stuff. And it's like, fuck me, that's some good filmmaking. <laughs> like, yeah. I I was really drawn to moments, um, and I touched on this previous episode where, you know, Eddie – um, you know, Rick's shredding away on the guitar, playing a million notes a minute, and Eddie. Oh yeah, when they the... when they're jamming together in the studio, yeah, and yeah. he goes, "No, you gotta let the music breathe." I thought that that as a as a kid watching that early on, that resonated with me right into when I started making music myself. I was like, "Yeah, yeah that's so true." You've got to, and I take that into art, and I'm sure you do too. You've got to let the music breathe. Yeah. You know, I just, yeah, man, like, I just, I just feel like there's so much in this. It's like, okay, yeah, mm. it's a movie about a fictional band and all that sort of stuff, but there's so much more that they're trying to say oh, man. There that comes through that I feel like you can really, and again, I think I just saw this at the perfect age where it just really hit me. Same. Yeah. And same. just, you know, um, like there's so much stuff you can take into any artistic pursuit from this movie and yeah. so much stuff you can relate to and empathize with. And I mean, yeah. Okay. You know, it's kind of got like the grandiose comeback and stuff like that at the end and everything ends on a really happy note. And you know, that's, which is exactly what the story needs. It's yeah. Like, and you, you want to see that complete with that powerhouse rock song running through the fire that just, Man, just like Eddie standing there on stage, you can see him just really feeling the 
feeling alive, feeling like, yeah, Eddie's back, you know, and he starts clicking his fingers and slamming his fist against his thighs and yeah, just, yeah, yeah I, I don't know. I was, I was in that moment with him. I could feel it. It was great. Hey, you know, a fun fact about that scene is that that was that whole end there where they're in the arena yeah, was shot between Skid Row and Bon Jovi during Bon Jovi's Slippery When Wet tour. Real? Yeah, for real. It was Slippery That's When crazy. Wet in New Jersey. Yeah, apparently um, Skid Row was the opening act and, you know, when they, they cleared off stage and before Bon Jovi were coming on, that was when they shot all that stuff, apparently. Holy crap. That's crazy, man. According to the internet. Gotta love the internet for that stuff, man. Yeah. And I know the internet would never lie to me. Well, you, you'd hope not, right? <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, I love some of those jam moments, man. They were, they were very realistic, um, especially, and I touched on this previous before as well, when Eddie first jams with um, Rick and the band and, and he does, he um, plays Garden of Eden. Yeah. Man, yeah. I love that. That's such a great scene. Yeah, dude. And just the way he just commands the band. He just calls out the, the notes and, you know, and they're following his lead and playing along. And it was just, damn. And the, just the way he just stops midway. And um, I think it was uh, when the sax player starts. Was, was that, am I right? Yeah, that, when the sax player starts the playing. Sax player sort of starts. Yeah. Because that's a heavy moment. Stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Because, yeah, that's the whole Springsteen vibe. Um, that 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 uh, resonates through one and two is the, the the sax player is a key component of that whole thing yeah. that really makes it work. Yeah, uh, Eddie's relationship with this the with uh, Wendell, I believe it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, it was I, I really I feel like there's I, I it's it's a weird. Um, I feel like uh, I'm I'm getting getting my late night deep deep thoughts I do feel like there's like a, a sort of because I, I love the New York City song man like, oh, I love that it, song I love that whole how beautiful is that song man it's just such a great song and like I feel like between that and Tender Years there's like there's this melancholy through both films yeah, that just really works for it. That I don't know. I just feel like you know, as as an as an artist of any sort, I feel like you connect with that because it's like we've yeah, all had those do. periods, you know. Yeah. Um, There's real sentimentality to between both of those films and the soundtrack. Exactly, man. The just flow hit, hit the nail on the head. Yeah, it, it's very. I don't know, man. If you've got that kind of open passion in your soul it just connects with you when you watch it and you hear it and you just go, yeah, this, I can feel this, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and but yeah, you're, you're right. They, they are very sentimental films. And I think yep. there's, there's a sense of whimsy and nostalgia to them that I feel like you can't really help, but get caught up in. Um, no, if you have a certain inclination. Um, yeah. And I love that. I love that. Like again, with the sequel, I, I just love that journey that Eddie takes, um, piecing the band, you know, putting the, the new band together. Like I just love the, the the introductions to each member. Like the 
you know, the, the, the 80s, you know, the classic 80s drummer that with the big, you know, the big hair, the big <laughs> muscly dude that's, uh, you know, this weapon of a drummer. And uh, Eddie just reins him into, you know, to play just a good old fashioned rock beat. Just, just yeah. Just give me the time, man. Just give me the time. I, 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 and, I, I, I love the keyboard player that he gets. It's like you don't play with this, my, my, one of my favorites. You don't play with his vest, man. Yeah. <laughs> but man, like I, I, I thought the band was well cast. I, I thought, you know, it was believable. Even Rick, dare I say, it was believable as the, uh, the, the little shredder that could. And, oh, uh, Rick was great. He was a great character. He was I, cool. I love, I love Rick's character. I love that he's just like, I, I love that he kind of helps bring Eddie sort of back to life in a way because it's yeah. like, you know, here's this kid who's just so in awe of this guy and so impressed by him and he's so enthusiastic yeah. and passionate about everything. And, you know, Eddie's just kind of this, by the time, you know, he's kind of this broken dude who's like, you know, this kid just brings something out of him that he can't help and kind of reawakens, like, you know, his love of music and wanting this is who he is. Yeah, I agree. And, I mean, I feel like that's that's kind of like, you know, another great part of it. It's like, you know, you can't, like, if you if you love doing something, whatever it is, like, you you can't not do it. And I think, you know, that's kind of the thing you see tearing Eddie apart in the sequel is that like, you know, this, this guy is like, he loves music. Like this is what he's here to do. Yeah. And he's trying to hide that. And it's like, you know, where he kicks the stereo off the roof and stuff oh, like that. that. It's like, it's just ripping him to pieces, not doing this. And, you know, this kid comes along and he's like, you know, he's, he's still burnt by the, you know, and I mean, that's the thing, man. It's like, I, I, I fucking feel that shit in my soul so much. You really do, I've, right? I've had experiences where it's like, you know, you, you get on a gig and it's a shit gig and you're, 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 you know, you're, you're writing for people or like directing and you're working with people who are just, they don't get it. They're assholes. They're just like, you know doing this crap where they're talking about, oh, we've got to appeal to this audience. It's like, you know, and you're sitting there thinking, we're a fucking independent film. Like, we've got no one to appeal to. We can just do what we want. Like, don't you get that? It, it's kind of funny. It's like, it's a it's an interesting movie because you, you, you really touched on some interesting points because the movie was, you know, plagued with low budget, um, you know, so many things that wor- worked against it and, you know, deem it as a, has a box office flop in many aspects. And, mm. uh, you know, some circles consider it one of the worst movies ever made, even, you know. Um, yeah. Which, which is I don't crazy, get. <laughs> crazy. No, I don't get that either. But it's like, you know, everything we've discussed in 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 the recent time of, you know, all of this movie, the underlying messages that, that transcend through throughout the film. And I, I love the beats of the film, the way that the, the screenplay just, uh, just pops throughout. You, you can feel it, you know, as a, as a writer and a creative mind. You, yeah. It keeps you engaged. And well, that's that, exactly it, man. Yeah. And like, you, yeah, you relate to it. stuff. And, you and that's, do. That's, that's what I was, I was, I was, I was saying. It's like, you know, you, mm. you get on these gigs and, you know, stuff's going badly and, 
you know, you vow and declare like after it's over, it's like, I'm not fucking doing this again. Like I can't yeah. do this shit. It breaks my fucking heart too much. I'm going nowhere. Fuck this. Like no one yep. gets what I'm trying to do. Yep. But, and, and you know, you think that way for like a couple of days or maybe a week or maybe a month, but oh, then yeah. you just keep coming back to it. Like yeah. you just, you keep coming back to this thing that you love that like, you know, you just feel like you've got to do. Like, I, dude, I, I, I can't can... tell you how many times I have quit oh, from thinking. <laughs> I'm, I'm with sticks. you, man. I'm with you. I'm with you. We, we've, we've had this chat a couple of times. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I, you know, I, I get moments where I just go, oh, why, why, why am I doing this, you know? But yeah. then, uh, man, I, I love that we've segued some sly in this because I've got to do a sly thing, you know, with, uh, to paraphrase a great, uh, shades of a great Rocky quote from, the, the Rocky Balboa movie. It ain't about how hard you get hit. It's about... Um, nah, I've just fucked How up. hard you get How hard you get How hard you can get hit and keep moving how, forward. Exactly. I'm mangling I, this quote, but I love that quote. <laughs> dude, like that, that is just one of the most inspirational quotes ever. And I've just slaughtered it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Oh, forgive me, Sly, forgive Apo- me. Apologies to Mr. Stallone. We completely yeah. mangled your brilliant speech, but we do get it. <laughs> but we love you nonetheless. <laughs> and, um, yeah, but the, you know what I'm saying? Like, dude, yeah, Dan, absolutely, man. Yeah, there's, uh, you know, and then, but that's the thing. That's the beauty of, of these writers, you know, guys like Sly that write some of the dialogue he writes for Rocky and then you see um, the people behind Eddie and the Cruisers, this incredible tale of this, this rock star that, that felt so misunderstood by the people around him that almost just gave it all away twice. You know, in the sequel, there was that, that moment in the, in the movie, that dark, that dark passage of the movie where he's just ready to reenact, you know, the, the the end of the first film and, the, and yeah, the well, you know, goes, there's, there's that oh, moment. Let's do this. Let's do this. Yeah, well, there's even that moment where he's burning all his lyrics and stuff like that. Yeah, you know, yeah. That, that great moment where he's out, you know, in the woods and yeah. and I just, I, I just, yeah, man, it's like, okay, yeah, it, maybe these weren't the most successful movies, but like, I do think every every, every movie, I think it's like every piece of art, like every movie. Yeah or song or book or comic means something different to every person that sees it. It really does. Yeah. And I agree. every, everything is someone's favorite. Um, and there, I, you know, with, with stuff like this, you can really see what they're going for. You know, you can debate till the cows come home, how successfully they achieve that with their budget or limitations or whatever. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, it's all about what it says to you and what it means to you. And both these movies are so great and have so oh, much to say. Couldn't agree more. And even on a superficial level, are just great, fun rock and roll movies. Yeah, um, dude. With great tunes, um, great characters, and are just a lot of fun and a good time and a throwback to a fun era of music and, you know... They're they're just kind of great little rock and roll fables, I guess. Like, yeah, I agree, man. I agree, and uh, you know, I, I love 
the, the characters between both movies, the bands in both movies, uh, believable. And uh, yeah, like you say, th- th- there's a real depth. Yeah, regardless of how the movies fared or are seen by the general public today, you've got to see past all that and go, these are two movies with depth. You know, there's Absolutely, a real em- emotional soul to it. Well, and I, I kind of feel as a as a viewer, I, I kind of you know, if a movie is putting its heart and soul into something, like mm-hmm. in terms of like whether whether it's just an actor or whether it's a director or whether it's a script, if it's if I can see that like you are throwing your heart and soul out there and you're trying to say something that you feel is important to you. I don't give a fuck if you've got $5 or 5 million, like I'm there for you. Like, you know, yeah. that, that kind of emotional honesty just gets me. <laughs> it's just yeah. like, hey, you got me where I live. <laughs> yeah, exactly, man. And, and uh, yeah, the, 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 that's the thing. It, it's, these are two movies that people just really, you know, they, they just have to just check it out. Just really, yeah. really yeah. just get into Absolutely. it. And, I, I, I cannot recommend them. Like, they're a great double bill. Um, you know, uh, I believe Scream Factory's got a Blu-ray edition out nice. that's got both nice. films on it that you can track down on Amazon or the eBay system. Um, Very cool. Um, other than that, um, I don't know where or if they're streaming, but like, as Jess said, they're on YouTube. Um, yeah, And exactly. they're pretty... Okay, you know those pop-up DVD stalls that you get at shopping centres every now and then? They are yep, pretty yep. regular fixtures at those. Yeah, I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But, um, yeah, the, the the movies are phenomenal. Uh, I am I'm, I'm, I don't know. If, if I think we're both in agreement. The sequel is pretty damn uh, strong in comparison to the first film, but the first film yeah. has, has a the depth first... to it. Yeah, I feel like we've talked a lot about the sequel and less so about the first one. But I do really love the first one. I think it's just that I saw I the too. sequel first. Yeah. Um, and I think the sequel has a bit, like, I feel like the first film, the first film is when you're an angry young artist that's going to go and set the world on fire and feel all pissed off that no one understands you. Like, I mean, yeah. that great that great speech, Eddie gives at the like palace of depression at the end there like the junkyard yeah yeah. is really pretty powerful and heavy stuff there's Um, some cool speeches in there right yeah um fun fact too well not fun fact but um shout out to tom berenger being in the cast of the first one yeah dude he was great i love tom berenger he's great really good fun um, yeah, that was that was very nice, very nice casting. But uh, you know, I mean, next I to like Michael Parry, it works. Yeah. I feel like Barringer did a really good job of like taking us as the audience on like this walk down memory lane for him. Yeah, um, you know, and really like letting you sort of see Eddie through his eyes and stuff like that, and. You know, in a, in a lot of ways, it sort of felt like he was the only one that really got Eddie as a character. 
Like mm. uh, his he like his character was like you know he him and Eddie had a kinship and you know something that he didn't have with the rest of the band. Um, even even Sal, the bass player, it's like you know he's like oh Eddie was my best friend. It's like yeah he was, but artistically it felt like you know he was much more of a kindred spirit with Tom Berenger's character. Yeah, it was funny like how they explore those relationships. And uh, yeah, like like you say, I mean, Sal had this arrogance to him that 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 vibe of you know I, I know him, I know him better than anyone. But it's like, no, you don't. You don't know him the the way Eddie wanted you to know him. You know, and uh, yeah, well, that's, that's I mean, there's time that, yeah, there's that great line that Doc says in the first film where he's like, oh, yeah, Sal, like, you know, he's doing this Eddie and the Cruises show. He's a nickel and dime operation, always has mm. been. Mm. And you do kind of get that feeling that, like, Sal is a guy that would have been happy, like, being a one-hit wonder and living off that for the rest of Absolutely. his days and coasting Absolutely. off it. Because that's kind of what he's doing when we meet him in the first movie. Like, he's yeah. got his, like, Eddie Wilson lookalike and he's up on stage, you know, yeah, doing a shitty version of On the Dark Side and stuff yeah. like that. It's, it's funny how it just, like, plays out like that with so many relatable, um, you know, real-life moments in, in the world we live in of rock and roll. Like, mm. you, know, uh, you just see all that and you go, oh, wow, this is well played. I like this. Yeah. And, well, um, I, think, I think that's the thing that the I think that's the really smart thing that both movies do is that I feel like they do draw on a lot of sort of memorable kind of almost rock and roll cliches that we have all seen like yeah. through the years from various you know acts and artists and stuff like that, so that there's something there that we can really as a viewer like and as 100%. a um, as a fan of music, like yeah. connect with and go, oh yeah, I know this. Like I know this. Mm. I know this story. I know this bit. And you know, mm. you, I, I, I sort of feel like you kind of find yourself sort of going, I wonder who that is. Like I mm. wonder who they. I wonder if they're kind of trying to sort of you know take a veiled kind of like poke at someone. Yeah, I wonder too. But and but the the difference is with these movies, and uh, I feel like we need to talk about this another time, but. Difference between these movies and a movie like Rockstar, there's yeah, there's no real cheese in this film. Like the the dialogue is it's straight from the heart. Um, the speeches, you know, it's it's it all comes from a a deep yeah. place. I I where, feel like that's yeah. the thing, man, and I think that's a really good point that you make. Is that like I feel like with a movie like Rockstar, it's about the life more than the music. Yeah. Whereas I feel like these movies, um, and even to a lesser degree, Airheads, which I know is a really weird comparison because it's a comedy, no, no. but I do feel like there's a lot of heart in Airheads. Well, um, yeah, I mean, uh, Brendan Fraser's character in Airheads, man, he's the he's like the Eddie, he's he, the Eddie he character. Is, dude, in that. That's the he's, thing, and I feel like that's what works so well about Airheads yeah. as a comedy. It's because there's something. I, well, I mean, for me anyway, I'm just talking for mm. me here. No, 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 but no. There is, there is something in Airheads that I can latch onto and relate yep. to on a character level. I agree. Which makes it work for me. It's like, yeah, it's funny as fuck, but like there's a lot of heart to it. And there that's is. the thing, man. It's like Eddie and the Cruisers, one and two, Airheads, stuff like that. They're movies about 
music and being passionate about music and being passionate about your art and what you do and wanting to create something that will, you know, outlast you and leave an impression on the world and, you know, get something out of you for people to see and, you know, enjoy and relate to or connect with. Whereas, you know, Rockstar is very much about, you know, oh, the this is living the life and, you know, yeah. um, fucking Give like blood three, pollution. three groupies. Yeah. I do yeah. love blood pollution as a song though. Yeah. It's like, I'm, uh, I'm simple. It's like, that's that Zach yeah. Wildriff, man. It's just like, oh, Don't, fuck yeah. <laughs> uh, man, I can talk to you about my obsession trying to find the soundtrack of just the Steel Dragon songs because I fucking love it. I love it so much. But, uh, Bro, I think I've got it in my iTunes and if I have, uh, I will find some way to make a copy of it and give it to you <laughs> there the the love the love is real between us i can feel it it's <laughs> it's uh like the bg song how deep is your love <laughs> but man deep is, deep is a steel dragon album <laughs> deep is a steel dragon album but um man the the eddie and the cruises one and two man they just they they kick it they kick it in ways that uh you know People listening, they're, they're probably going to be morbidly curious right now, but trust both Jake and me when we say you need to watch these films. Just give it a chance. Give it a oh, chance yeah, and watch them with an open mind. Absolutely. Just, yeah, yeah. Don't don't get thrown off by, like, you know, the fact that, you know, if you watch the first one, there's a bit of a drop in quality between it and number two in terms of production values. Don't get don't get put yeah. off by that because like there's a lot of heart and soul in the second and, one. And and you've covered so many good points about the heart and soul, like, and that's what these movies really encapsulate was is when you get past all the production, uh, the highs and the lows of all that sort of stuff and 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 all those tropes, you actually facing a, a movie that's filled with just pure heart and soul uh that all of us can connect with on a deeper level uh in terms of whatever it is in life that we're passionate about whether it's writing whether it's playing music our passion is it's it's real and it has a voice and uh you really feel that in these two films yeah man that's that's the thing that's that's absolutely what you can connect with and as I said, I think I think there's a certain group of people out there that, like us, that saw mm. this movie at the right time. Yeah. And, you know, I, I think there's a, a lot of people that, you know, you know, a parent's age probably, like, connected with it because of the, the era of music that it was representing. Yeah, you know, absolutely. It was doing that whole 50, late 50s, early 60s kind of thing. Um, and then I think like, you know, when, when we were discovering it, it was more about like, okay, yeah, the soundtracks were really great, but there was also something in there that really sort of spoke to us about like, you know, being on the creative path and all that, you know, stuff. And I agree. And I think it was also just seeing how, how like that music and that time that you've touched on, it's how it connects with, you know, our parents uh, and what it meant to them and that time period. And you sort of, I don't know, you, you, you get that sentimental feeling from it. And, and I don't know, you, you just feel some of that magic rub off on yourself and going you into do, watching man. You, you really do. I feel like it's, it's like, it reminds me of, it, it's such a weird, 
these movies are so strange in the sense that they just dredge up like the most weird random memories in you and it's like it does it's like it reminds you of like it re- i just like it just sparked this weird memory in me i was like it reminds me of like when i was a kid and i was like 12 or, or 11 or something like that and i was in the backyard it was christmas break it was like this kind of cool breeze was blowing and it was the first time I heard Brian Adams summer of 69. And I don't yeah. know what the fuck that has to do with Eddie and the cruises other than to say that like, no, it's that kind of weird feeling yeah. of like, you know, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It's, it's, but that's it's the power so hard to put into what dude. It is. It really it is. is like, and that, yeah, I, I've, I, I've, think about this a lot i think about the the power of music and how it can transport you to moments in your life past and present you know oh and it's powerful man dude it is like it is undeniable and i can tell you that because like i will occasionally at work like because i work nights and i work like all fucking night long and Mm -hmm. i gotta have my tunes to get through it yeah and if i'm feeling random like i will just chuck my iTunes on random and go through like every fucking random songs, random genres, like no set, like no all metal, no all this, all that, like just random shit. And dude, there will be songs that will come up that I haven't heard or listened to for ages. And it'll just be like, Oh God, I remember this from this and this song was playing or this song was big at the time. And it, if you think of someone or a place or a time or something that happened good or bad uh-huh. and yep. dude, it's like you're fucking there again. Like it it's, just it's brings funny. every emotion from that time back to the fore. And it's amazing. Like, yeah, I don't, you know what? I don't trust, I don't trust people who say they don't listen to music. Yeah, that that really disturbs me when people talk about like music and they go, Oh yeah, I don't, I don't, no, I don't listen to music. It's like, nah. <laughs> I don't trust them. No it's like, yeah, it's just like, motherfucker, I would not leave you alone in a room with my cat. Yeah, exactly. Like, I do not, like, you are fucking... A, you are like the T-1000. You're like the T-1000. Yeah, yeah. You're just like some soulless, like... And people who, like, even, like, I remember, like, a guy I knew was like, oh, I don't listen to music. I just listen to video game soundtracks. I'm like, wow. How? I'm just like, how the fuck can you call yourself my friend? Mm. Like, get yeah, away from me, you weird freak. Like, yeah. Yeah, that's just, yeah, I, I don't, I don't, I can't get down with people who don't, like, listen to music or, or have like, I, I even have trouble with people who are like, I don't really have a favorite band. I just like whatever's on the radio. It's just like, no, no, no. What? Why? What is yeah, that? Yeah, it, it's it's interesting, man. It's like, um, yeah, like, I mean, I've had that conversation a few times with, with people like, you know, people who like my band and, and th- th- they'll try to dig into the kind of music I like and I'll, and I'll just you know, I'll just ask them, well, what do you think? And they'll go, and they'll just create some radical assumptions. And I'll go, well, I actually really like James Brown, dude. Like I love, yeah. I love sixties and seventies funk music. And they go, excuse me. And I'm like, dude, don't knock it till you try it. And next thing you know, they come back and they go, I really like James Brown. And it's like, thank you. You're welcome. You know, 
it's um yeah it's funny about the power of music and what it can do to people yeah i i i mean i i i've i've probably i've i've had this similar sort of thing probably not as bad as you have because of the fact that you are in a band and stuff like that but i, I have had people like you know give me like you know people come oh what are you listening to and you'll just yeah. be like oh chris Is- chris isaac yeah and they'll be like what yeah you like that it's like yeah dude i i love chris isaac and i love springsteen and oh but i thought you like you know all that rah, nine inch nail stuff it's like yeah i do love that rah, yeah. nine inch nail stuff a lot but yeah i listen to pretty much everything like exactly like, and jesus christ i've even got some i've I've even got some country and western in my iTunes. I won't tell anyone. Fuck, I think we put it out on a podcast. Oh, shit. <laughs> but yes, okay, I do like some Keith Urban and Tim McGraw. All but right. dude, it's I music. It. <laughs> no, but look, well, it's thing, music. Man. If it's a good, a good song is a good song. Well, that's the thing. Period. Like, I, 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 I sort of think like if something connects with you, who gives a fuck what genre it is? Exactly. Like, you know, I'm I'm not 20 anymore. I don't have to do that pretentious thing where I'm metal as fuck and, you know, no. any, anything that isn't seasons in the abyss is not worth my time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that always <laughs> bugs me. Yeah. Like people that are one dimensional like that, it's like, dude, I, I want to say I feel for you, dude, but like, oh, there's such a big world out there. You just need to just just swim amongst the, the ocean and just yeah. feel, feel the music, man. Feel the music. I, I, I feel like, you know, you, you do that shit when you're in your 20s and your music is something that you're trying to impress everyone else with. Yeah, but, like, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say I didn't go down that path. I I mean, I was, like, yeah, you know, dark and – well, still am – all that dark and gloom, but it's, like – I I had no reservations about saying that I love listening to Elvis. I still don't. You know, uh, old school, early vintage Delta Blues Elvis. I fucking love that shit. And and the same with like, I even have a soft uh, soft spot for the Bee Gees and and friggin' God knows you know. A, Man, my point. A, a good song that, is a good song. The the Bee Gees are such a fun band though. Like yeah, they dude. really are. Like I I, I totally. Went to a, I went to a, a live performance of Saturday Night Fever once. Um, wow. And they had like, it wasn't the Bee Gees playing, but they had like, you know, they were playing, like they had a band playing Bee Gees songs and stuff like that. And dude, it was the most fun you've ever seen. Like cool. everyone was having such a great time. And Sick. it was just like, it was so cool to see. Like Hell yeah. But, but that's the thing, man. I, I really do think that, like, you know, um, it, it look a good a good song is a good song is a good song, and if it connects 100%. with you, who gives a fuck what anyone thinks? Like, exactly, exactly. So, amen to that. That's so true. Hell to the air. Hell to the air, man. Well, on that note, man. Ah, uh, fuck, man. This has been a rad conversation. It has. It's it, seems, it seems like a good point to close it out on. Um, it really does. We, both, doesn't we it? both do need to get some sleep at some point. Yeah, yeah, little little sleepy bias, but man, it's <laughs> man. He, kudos to us, man. Uh, friggin' congratulations! Another episode in the bag.
Yeah, number two. Number two. Number oh, two. whatever will we talk about in the next episode? I don't know. Just, I'm pretty sure we'll come up with something. Boys and girls, you just have to tune in and find out. But uh, yeah, man, it's been fun. And uh, I, I can't wait to talk to you again because it's always fun. And, Absolutely, uh, brother. Yeah, I, I think we really dug deep on uh, on two really underrated films So and everything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was it was a good general like you know it's like Eddie and the Cruises, but which Eddie and the Cruises, I, I feel like you can't talk about Eddie and the Cruises without talking about music in general because it's so they're yeah. so too intrinsically linked. Like you know, yeah, we had we had some beautiful segues into some beautiful moments about rock and roll and and Holly, you know Hollywood movies and yeah how the two just intertwine beautifully well. So I, I'm sure we're going to explore this in more depth in later episodes. So. Yeah, and, I'm looking forward you know, to it. I, I feel like I just need to like put a caveat out there that like I know I got really deep and you know profound on this episode, but I also did watch Beavers and Butthead over the weekend, so you know don't oh. judge, don't 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 think I'm like I'll never some judge you. philosophical deep thinker. I still Look. laugh at you know. Look, I, 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 I'm with you 100% all the way, and <laughs> I, there is there is a very strong Beavis and Butthead conversation in our future. Oh, absolutely, can, absolutely. Yeah, 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 I cannot wait. So, uh, <laughs> especially when we talk about the, it's, hey, Beavis, it's Harry Sack. <laughs> Harry Sack, Harry Sack! <laughs> Get out of the cockpit, you thick cock. <laughs> Oh, yeah, that's how it begins. Well, that's a nice sneak preview <laughs> for another episode, boys and ghouls. It's Indeed. been great. Jake, Jake, you rock. It's rad you as too, always. You too, my dude. Yeah, man. Stay always, rad. Always rad. Always. Rad you later. Rad you later. <laughs> <laughs>
hit the rating, uh, preferably the five-star rating. Uh, you know, give it a stellar rating and leave a little review. Say that it's rad. That's all you got to do. Just say rad. It works. It really works. And people find us. And the better part of it all is, is that our ratings might actually climb up. We're uh, currently sitting pretty good. I, It's only taken me, oh, geez, almost two years to check the ratings. But uh, Happy Days, uh, the podcast that the parent podcast that this show is attached to is sitting somewhere around 156 on the charts. Shit, at least we're on the charts. That's all I got to say, man. So help us go up that little bit further, man. Leave a rating, leave a review, uh, subscribe, man. It all helps, okay? And um, we're open to ideas for rad content. Obviously, you can see we're time traveling a bit and uh, having a bit of fun. So uh, we're going to keep the good times rolling. Uh, expect to hear some more radness coming your way. So uh, support the cause. Visit the websites. And uh, yeah, we're, we're on the socials. Uh, yeah, pretty easy to find. Freak Productions, Jake Reedy and uh, Jesse. And uh, yeah, man. Uh, soundtrack proudly brought to you by me, myself and I. It's a track called Enter the Freakenstein. And uh, yeah, man. I look forward to... Uh, Jake and me look forward to having you on board for next week's episode of Rad. Thanks again for all the support, team. You're awesome. Stay rad.